Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. You are rolling with Jason and John, 929FM ESPN. Does feel like a bit of a bullet dodged last night for the Memphis Tigers. Yes, they come away with a victory at Tulsa. Um, barely. Javon Quinterly, the hero. We will certainly talk about that game and then talk about uh, what was lost in it, um, if you've paid any attention, certainly what the Tigers have done this season, but specifically last night, you know that Caleb Mills went down. Um, you know, tough injury because you could tell from the reaction of the players uh, this thing's serious. Penny Hardaway's spoken on it. We'll talk about it. You know, the chances of having Mills back for the season look pretty slim. We'll we'll see, though. That was, uh, that was tough to watch. Tigers do get the win, though. Grizzlies start a tough three-game road trip tonight out at Crypto. Drew Hill... B writer for the Daily Memphian, Grizzlies B writer for the Daily Memphian told us yesterday Grizzlies have lost nine of their last ten at crypto. So gonna be tough, and especially with the state that the Lakers are in right now, they are favored four and a half point favorites. Crazy night in the NBA last night overall. I don't know if you saw it, John. Just two games. But man, were they both good. Jokic, last second heroics, obviously there. And then you had Wimby doing circus stuff, but he couldn't beat. Giannis, who had a monster performance. So, great couple of games last night in the NBA as well. And hopefully it'll be a good game for uh, for Memphis tonight out of L.A. I hope so. Ho- I mean, hopefully, right? I mean, you know, you're not putting much investment in it. In yeah, the, I mean, look. Uh, win. The, the, the Lakers are dealing with, um, you know, some strife inside the locker room. And ever since they won the in-season tournament, they ain't really ain't done nothing. Correct. 17-18-9, you wonder if Darvin Ham's... On a hot seat. Yeah, it's but starting you know to LeBron leak. like to shake things up. Sometimes. Well, it's never an accident when those reports start to, right. you Six know. Six horses or something. Like get that. out, yeah. Um, anyway, look, I will tell you this. Uh, open at five, down to four. So, oh, you want to mess with this? I mean, it's a good spot for the Grizz. This would look like a stale wave to me. I think it's a good, good How's it good a spot for the Grizz? They've lost nine of ten out there. That's why it's a good spot, bro, because it's like the 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 law of averages, man. And they're coming off a loss, and it's the Lakers. This is a big game for them. And the Lakers are in, like, they're infighting. You know, this is a great spot for the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not saying they're going to win, but, I mean, it's better than coming in there off a huge win. The Lakers are rolling and all of that. I'll I mean, let you have that one by yourself there. Well, I mean, look, that's part of being successful in this game. Sometimes you got to go to things that are on, on the surface don't. stink. You know, okay. yeah, okay. that's part of it. Uh, hopefully the Grizzlies can find a way. You tell me everybody's playing tonight for these Grizzlies like, like they did against the Raptors? Yes, I like the I like the points. I do, I do. Now, who's, I have not been who's, betting the NBA very much. Who's going to rebound? 
uh, where there's no, there's going to be no rebounds because the Grizz is going to shoot seventy four percent. Oh, so you don't lost your dang. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, Mr. We, optimistic today. I kind of like it. We'll get into all of that uh, today here on the show. Anthony Sang going to join us at eleven twenty five. Get his thoughts. First time in the new year on these Memphis Grizzlies. I wonder if he's got any thoughts too. Uh, well, maybe toward the, the the back half of that, we can ask him about the Cat Williams situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more have responded, including Kevin Hart. Okay, yeah, and we can maybe maybe sort of give him the floor for his own version, you know, of because I feel like you know when you think about who could be Cat Williams in terms of like scorched earth in their colleagues, I definitely feel like Anthony Sane would be at the absolute top of the list because I know my man got some things to say. Mm-hmm. So Always does. We'll let him go in on the media. Uh, he may go in on the color purple. Oh my, we'll see. Is that allowed? We'll see if it's allowed. I thought that was against. Our religion. Oh, you can do it. Okay. I mean, the remake. Mm-hmm. The musical. Oh, it's a musical. You didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Have but, you seen what's sort of happened with the the fallout with Taraji and Oprah and what? No, that's a little I'm bit out of my that scope. You don't. Okay. okay. I mean, there, there there's some Maybe. things that are in the the in the white man scope. Yeah. My wife wouldn't see it on like the day after Christmas. Like, oh they, wow! You realize folks in the, flocked to the theaters. Like, I mean, they, I assume you, it they would were be, packed. I, I assume they remade it for a reason that it would be a, you know yeah. popular. Yeah, she went, and we'll, we'll but, talk about it. We'll talk. But about you know, it. look, again, color purple talk. I, I think you have to give me a little bit of credit. Because Cat Williams did come into my territory, my stratosphere. Oh, I texted you about that. Taraji and the controversy there. I have there. not texted you about that. That has and that's not. That's why you don't know. That is not. Yeah. I need to go to. I need to. Uh, uh, I need to refresh. You know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, my, it, it won't uh, be the Grizzlies. Must be addressed, but we we'll get some of those culture things. Thank you. Uh, this, this this you know I have black friends. You know yeah. this, this is this this show really helps me with that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. Anthony Zane going to join us at we'll 11.25. Uh, then at 125, Parthen Daily Memphian is going to join us. He was there last night for the uh, Tigers win, the game winner from JQ. So he got back. I believe he is. Obviously, he's not flying with the team. No, team he had a little trouble getting back. Parth did not. I think he's. No, he, he likes to stay late sometimes. Yeah, I think he's still in Tulsa. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah, he's still there. I think He, he always he, stays a couple extra he, days. He's there to, to console Caleb. I mean, he's, you know, um, that's. Oh, Caleb had to be on that plane. Support. Did the plane leave? I think so. We got at, finally at two a.m. or oh, something. Okay. I believe is the story. Okay. Well, well, uh, part is holding it down. Okay. Uh, you know, for Memphis. And now that's one where you gotta get the hell up out of there. I, I, I don't know. Staying what he's, in Tulsa is foolish. Now he did say he might be on the road. He didn't say he was for sure gonna be uh, in Tulsa. He might be on the road. But when we texted this morning, he was still no, there. You t- catch him coming out of Oklahoma is gonna be bad reception. That's right. Uh, so let's so let's, let's pray. hope he's, let's pray we get Parth. Yeah. So he'll, he'll join us uh, at one twenty-five. Take all things Memphis basketball uh, with him at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. Um, that game last night was the perfect illustration of how perilous this conference season can be. Um, you had sort of two reminders of that. First reminder is health, and that was a you know just a devastating injury last night. And you know I I don't really have much 
and I don't know if it really matters, even whether it was a wet spot or whether it was a... I think you tweeted you thought it was a wet spot, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, just from that angle, it looked like he slipped, you know? It did. And then you see a different angle. Even the commentator said that. Even the commentator well, said... Was it weird that they wouldn't show it? it? It made me think, is this Kevin Ware all over? Is there a bone sticking out that, or that's something? That's what I thought. And then you see JQ's reaction, and you're like, oh, right. it's just a compound fracture. Yeah. Tell like, him ESPN Plus decided not to reshow the... They did show it again later. later? Okay, okay. A different, the baseline angle later. I just thought his knee gave out. Yeah, I, it just looked like because because he, he, he's it just did, looked did, like he slipped. Did they know? go? I, I realize he's on the floor afterwards. Yeah, I'm watching, but I can't remember if I saw. Did they go scrub the floor afterwards? Like I the, don't like remember. they thought it was a wet spot, or did you see any Memphis players pointing to the spot like it? I don't want to say it, like, in the event that I this didn't. is a deposition. I, I no, don't. No, it's not a deposition, okay. bro. I'm just saying. Did you see anything like? I did not because see it. Because typically with a wet spot, you get that. You get that immediate reaction. Yes. Come get this. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Now, Either look, way, is the left knee to me, you know, and then you, and then you, t- you see the baseline, you see the baseline angle, and it doesn't look like he slipped. slipped. It looks like he just He's planting it tried to, go to up, take to off, and, and and it just his his knee gave out. Regardless, um, it tells you everything you need to know that Penny Hardaway carried him off the floor. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? I'm I'm sure I have, but I can't think a of a coach, coach that I, not not know. I mean, not not here lately. Yeah. I, I've I'm never sure we've I, seen a coach help take a guy off the field. I don't think or, Penny's ever done that. But, not, but maybe no. I can't think of this situation here. I can't yeah. think of an injury under Penny as serious. Exactly. Exact, though, that, right. Yeah. Right. I think that's probably that. There's two parts to that. But it said a lot about him. I said it with Jeff. You could be talking to your team at that point because you don't want them to come unraveled. You've seen the reaction to it, right? And you're trying to sort of keep their heads about them, or you can, you know, be where Penny was, and that was clearly only thinking about the health of Caleb Mills and feeling so bad for him that. Literally reached down, picked him up himself. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Shows so how close he is to these guys. Uh, Penny said about. that you know they expect him to be out for a while. And it doesn't what look he, good right now. You said Penny said you heard his post game mm-hmm. interview and said Patella. Yeah, said, Patella, Patella tendon. You know, like that's he, he said they don't know if it's dislocated, whether he tore his patellar tendon. Like they don't, Ugh. they don't know. But he was he was completely defeated about it. I mean, and you I know, Hart said he wouldn't be here long. But again, the context of that, you don't, you know, on the stretcher. Long. Yes. Penny but, is the optimist, and and even he was like, it yeah. doesn't look good right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the first thing that a game like that shows, which is health is always, uh, or excuse me, never a guarantee. I hope, hope the best for Caleb that he is able to come back at some point for this team because obviously he brings a lot. The second thing it shows is how difficult it is to win um, on the road, even against teams that you're clearly better than. You had the stat. I'm just going to steal it from you. I knew you would. Well, dude, I'm just I'm laying it out. I, I'm crediting this stat to Jason, who found the stat. Prior to last night, Memphis was 1-4 under Penny Hardaway in road conference openers. Conference road openers. It had been real smooth if you'd, you were almost there. Yeah. Uh, road. Yes. No, games. very important. That's a very important yeah. stat. Not that, home, but, but yes. That I means mean, the first five years, he'd lost four of them. He yes. played five of them. You've lost four, including, John, the last two. Both of your last two teams have been NCAA tournament teams, have lost their conference road opener. 80% of the time. 80% of the time. This is a spot they always yep. lose, typically, That's under right. Penny Hardaway. And, look, Memphis Memphis prior to the Caleb Mills injury was, I thought, on their way to a, a, a rollicking well, win. Yeah, halftime told you that. And then, you know, it starts to set in, and I think there's a really there is that emotional sort of hangover that, oh, my God, like one of our guys is, is probably going to be out – you know, at least for a long time. I think some of it is you're just trying to get to the end, too, no right? You, you've oh, built yeah. this lead. Get the hell out of there. And you're just thinking about, you're thinking about Caleb, and let's just get the hell out of here 
Uh, that got to be part of it too because yep. you saw it. They were a different ball club. Yep. Uh, after he went down that second half. Yeah, and then Tulsa was just making every three they put up. I oh, mean, and it, you got to give them credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, I mean, they. You know. They. They. They did. That Haggerty dude. Yeah. Is a freshman. Somebody. I don't know who tweeted it last night, but uh, uh, welcome to Memphis, young man. We'll oh man! We'll yeah, I mean, I, it, I can't say it wasn't going through my mind. We'll see, we'll see you in a year or two, buddy. And you put up a performance like that against Memphis. Remember, Jordan had a double double for Temple against. Come on down. Could have got the notepad out, wrote it down. You know, don't don't forget that this. kid looks good. Yeah. Sorry, Conkle. Uh, that's right, man. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, Tulsa scored seven points in seventeen seconds there at the end of the game. Uh, because of uh, some some boneheaded decisions, uh, JQ had the player control foul there. Um, that uh, you know they gave the ball right back to to Tulsa yeah. and they tie the game. He had four turnovers. David yep. Jones had seven, so eleven between the two of them. Yep. And then you know with thirty seconds left, uh, Javon's doing what he does. He's the guy you brought in here to uh, handle these situations, to be composed, cool, calm, collected. And he did what he was supposed to do, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 15 seconds, then about 10 seconds. You could see what the play was, hit Jordan on the top of the wing, trying to hope that Tomlin would have I been I saw open. Tomlin flashing. Yeah. If he'd thrown that pass, it would have been a turnover. Yeah, exactly glad right. He, if, if Jordan had thrown that pass, it would have been a turnover. I'm glad he threw it back to Quinn. It's, it's very interesting to me that the play was for Tomlin. You know, so early in his time here. You did, could, did you see them hooking up, though, last oh, night? Yeah, you could yes. see a, a whole yes. new dimension to this offense. No doubt. Between the two of them, no Jordan doubt. and Tomlin. Uh, but JQ smartly recognized that that uh, was busted and wasn't going anywhere. Yep. He darts toward the ball, takes a three with under six seconds left, and it's splash. It's splash. Dodged the bullet. five feet. Dodged the bullet, too, though, because that Kobe Williams shot looked like it could have gone in. It was a runner. It was and a when scramble, shot, yeah. But that thing went into the It into looked the like they were trying to foul. Out. felt like they were hitting every three they put up in that in that second half. That's though. right. Um, I don't know. You, you felt said felt like Memphis was trying to foul? Yeah. I didn't go back and look and yeah, see yeah, if they were It looked like they were, they were trying not, to. So it was a scramble. I mean, it, that's, it was know. a scramble. Like you Again, the shot, the, the announcer said, and he wins the game. There was still time, and Kobe Williams got off a shot that got down in the rim and Rimmed out, thankfully for Memphis. It's come down to a last shot a few times this season mm-hmm. where they've dodged some bullets. Remember VCU at the end of regulation? Yeah, you had the layup that should have gone overtime, in, yeah. and you had Vandy, obviously. And so, you, you, yes, you dodged the bullets, you get the win. Again, I, I've heard a lot frame this this morning, and I'm glad we talked on Caleb Williams, uh, on Caleb Mills, excuse me, um, because I think that's an important development. But there's a couple of ways to frame this. You can say, well, Memphis is playing with fire these last three games, right? In, in terms of some of these, how close these games have been, they shouldn't have been as close. You know, I, you, can, you can view it that way, or you can view it through the prism of what we just told you. Penny in this spot, these Memphis teams in this spot, including the last two NCAA tournament teams, have lost four of five, one and four, in conference openers on the road. And so this was a spot typically where Memphis no, – even with NCAA tournament teams, drops the ball, ends up losing those. I'm not telling you, oh, this is the reason why this team will make a Sweet 16 run, but it is different. It's different than previous teams in the form. In, in the case that you know you can lose a guy, an important guy, a glue guy like Caleb Mills. Javon Quinterly can be playing super poorly for what he's given you all season long at the end of a game, and then you still find a way to win in a spot that you mostly, 80% of the time, have not won under Penny Hardaway. So if you frame it that way, right, a little bit of context in terms of history here, and just for whatever reason, mm-hmm. how tough it's been for Memphis in that first conference road game, mm-hmm. you find a way to win. That's what good teams do, and I'd go back to this. Yep. FAU sitting there with two quad four losses. 
You got zero. Mm-hmm. You avoided one last night, and you did it because uh, a guy that had been playing poorly for you, uncharacteristically poorly for you, steps up, hits, hits a big shot. Listen, I think, you know, Jaquan Walton, in terms of now you're seeing him kind of get back to a guy that can do a little bit of everything for you, uh, his game not so predicated on the threes not dropping. You're seeing him get a little bit more, and he needs to. Uh, what we're seeing now with Tomlin and maybe this new dimension offensively with a little high-low with him and Jordan, there's – there's still a lot of reasons to feel, still feel great coming off this close win. There, there are more reasons to feel that way than, oh, boy, this, they're, they're in trouble. Because I tell you, a lot of teams in college basketball would look at Memphis's record and, yes, look at that game last night and say, I'll take that all day long. Athletics got Memphis as a two-seed today. That's through last night's games. And so you're still right where you want to be. We can frame yeah. this as playing with fire if you want to. We knew, John, there's going to be games like this in conference play. Um, and, and, and maybe it's an indication that, you know, thinking this team's going to go 17 or 1 and 1 through conference play is, is, is getting a little out of bounds. You know, that it's going to be tough, especially with that number 15 next to your name. But, no, man, I come away from that thing thinking, man, even with a guy down, an important guy down, you found a way to win. That's what the good ones do, John. And yep. this, you know, uh, again, the spot you've characteristically lost. This team found a way to win. Well, uh, look, I, I don't want to take anything. I, I don't want to make a sweeping generalization necessarily. Uh, <clears throat> it is going to be a difficult challenge regardless. Just eight winning, you know, 17 I think of 18. 15 and 3 is probably – he's never been better than 13-5, first of all. Right. <clears throat> so but, so but this, this team is far and away and his best. I think Clearly, but it lost a man last night. It did. A it very did. important one. But we gained one in Tomlin. That's true. So it's like there's a, and you know, look, I, it ain't a wash though because perimeter wise, defensively, that's your best perimeter I agree with defend, you. defender that you lost last night. Look, they're going to have to find a way to 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 um, get the most out of of Jaquan Walton. I mean, look, and, and I think we're going to see more young. He did. He did a couple did, things last night that you know, you know, I want to like him. I do. I do. I want to like him, but he just sometimes. I don't know. He's a little erratic, and he's he looks pretty small out there compared to the rest of the lineup. That's the only thing. I don't. I know plus minus doesn't always tell the tale. They were plus nineteen when he was out there yesterday. Yep. And that's why I think again you're going to see Penny likes him. We know that part, and and he makes things happen. Even though sometimes he overdoes it, the spin moves and the lay and those kind. Of, he is athletic, and he makes things happen. And sometimes it's it's defensively. And so you know some people are you know whether it's Jaden. Playing more minutes in in, a, in that Caleb Mills role, or I think more uh, 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 young, who's been effective at times. Yeah, yeah. Some of those guys are obviously going to have to step up in those minutes, but it's going to be the ones, John, like Jaquan Walton, who you know have, have got a lot more to give that haven't. And and what you can now get from Tomlin and some of those guys that I think can maybe offset some of this defensively. Though it's it's a blow more than anything. That's where it really hurts you. Yeah. Look, uh, it, it's uh, it's 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 something that you know. You, you're you going to have to figure out on the fly, which is not necessarily easy, but you have the horses. It's I'd rather have the horses and have to figure it out than not. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's obvious, but... He was plus 19 in 14 minutes. Yes. It's weird that yes. they were that. I mean, I mean, Quinnally's minus 10 out there. Exactly. So, again, if, if Penny's looking at plus minuses, you can bet Jalen Young's going to be getting more minutes with Caleb Mills down. Yeah, so that's... So will Jaden. Yeah. Look, it's 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 next man up. It's cliche, but it is, you know, and uh and I think it's it obviously speaks to this team's depth that it's not a devastating um, you know, this this is not losing David Vaughn as much as I love what Caleb Mills brings. You know, Memphis has talent. Again, it's a testament to what Penny Hardaway has built uh and, and brought in. So look, it's uh it's not ideal. And last night was very difficult. Um uh, 
and it was more it was it was tighter than you ever wanted it to be. But Memphis found a way, and you got to do that. You got to do that a lot. You're gonna have to do that a lot. Create your own energy. Create your own sort of, um, you know, get get up on your own because you're gonna get crowds and you're gonna get your, your other teams, whatever that other teams. Well, it's true because they're at number fifteen next to your name. You can make you you make their season. That's now, exactly that, right. M- most of them ain't going to the NCAA tournament. That's right. So te- technically, that old cow sentence about Super Bowl is kind of what that is for a bunch of these teams, 100%. like a Tulsa. This is, you make their season yep. by them knocking you off there last night. And so you can expect that kind of effort from these low level teams every every single time out. Remember though, at halftime, th- this thing was under control, and and I do think you know that Caleb Mills injury took a lot of the air. Uh, out of this team set in terms of, man, let's just get to the end and get out of here with a win. That looked like some of that effort in the second half. The good thing for Memphis is you hit the big shot when you need to. Yeah. So what good teams do, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's, you know, a whole, mu- a whole hell of a now, lot I don't think more there to say about where the Athletics got them right now. And they admit today that they don't feel so great about it because, I, again, what is Memphis's best win? But I do think, again, you know, you've, you've put yourself in, in position with this non conference record, man. You're out of that 8 9 so long as you don't wet the bed. In oh, conference play. Yeah, well, so this and though, I even think like a fifteen and three. You're not going back to an eight nine slot with a fifteen and three mark in conference play. They'll put you at a six. No, man. They're gonna put you at a six, bro. Both Don't. got them as a two right now, John. And, and it, right about three, how, I mean, it's, what, what you it's cannot change. The three are. What you cannot change is their non conference record. That part will stand up all season long. And that's the and hard so part. Long, so long as it ain't thirteen and five, like it's been the last couple of seasons, or, or six losses. Man, I, I think it's mission accomplished on get out in that eight nine. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you they're they're cemented into a four spot or something like that, but they're in, they're they are still in prime position. Yeah, uh, look, you got 17 more, not quite 17 more. Yeah, you call them more. all Legos. This not all 17 are Legos. Yeah, not, just most of them are Legos. You know, 15 and 17. So you, you SMU's. Oh, I don't care. They're a Lego. They are this a Lego. weekend. Yeah, you can't lose to them at home. You kidding me? I don't know what it is about that first. Road game on the road on in conference play for who Penn. was it last year? So it's been Tulane the last three Tulane. years as their conference opener. They lost both of the last two. That there. was on New Year's last year, wasn't it? Yes, January first. Very good memory by you. Uh, Ninety six, eighty nine. The year before, eighty five, eighty four at Tulane conference road opener. Then twenty twenty one was the year he won. The only year. 80-74 at Tulane. The other two losses to open up his tenure here were at Houston, 90-77 in his first year, and then they lost at Wichita State, 76-67. They all, four out of five times, they have lost that conference road opener, and my, my gosh, it was set up to happen again last night in Tulsa. House of horrors down there. It really is. So the fact that you got out of it is a, uh, is a positive. It's, it is. it's symbolic, John. This year will be different. Exactly. Agreed. This year will be different. Agreed. Uh, we'll come back. Anthony Sane's going to join us in studio. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, get his thoughts on that. Uh, culture issues, as always. Lots to talk about with Anthony Sane. We'll do that when we get back. Jason and John, how do you turn to family? ESPN. NFL regular season wrapping up. Week 18 is here. There's still time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers. You get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. And that's all you got to do is place that $5 bet. Doesn't matter if you win or lose, you're going to get that 150 bucks in bonus bets. It's a great deal. Take the heavy favorite or take the underdog, whatever you're feeling, and unlock that 150 in bonus bets. You can use it on spreads, player props, same game parlays, live same game parlays. You 
can do over at FanDuel.com. You can basically do whatever you want. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith and make your first bet a very easy one. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and, of course, of 92.9 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-889-97. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it says the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Make sure you're checking it out. Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, and father of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect Gabriel Sane. Got it all in one breath. Follow him on X at Sane Asylum. He joins us now for the first time in 2024 carrying a, a jug, a jug of something. Uh, must ask you just because it's so big here sitting in front of you on the uh, on the desk. What what do you got in the jug? Man, just a uh, like gallon a- of water, man. Okay. Uh, if if you watch the Anthony Sane show, you probably seen this making his cameo uh, for the past about two or three weeks. Yeah, I, I kind of. This is a new uh, Anthony Sane in two thousand twenty four. This is a new thing, or started, what are you already it doing? It started before the new year. It started in December. Uh, trying to hydrate a whole lot more. Trying to get about a gallon of water in a day. I've been doing pretty good at it. Some days I I get in. Some days I don't. But I'm also trying to skip eating. Uh, trying to not eat before eleven o'clock. So, in hopes of, is it all just to slim uh, down health, and look your best? Appearance, everything. I'm trying. I'm trying to get all that right for sure. Okay. But yeah. it's like uh, intermittent fasting. I really don't get all the time labels, man. I'm just you don't want to put a label on it. Yeah, just just I doing mean, what I'm I, doing. It man. reminds me, and my wife always does. I, I drink no water. That's what Kenneth Lofton's on, and it'll kill you. <laughs> uh, for real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I guess y'all just y'all. He he's gone, so y'all. Don't You're the only one still paying attention. <laughs> pay attention, to him. man. Yeah, I, I, I heard so much about Ken Lofton. I ain't paying no attention. He's not wearing the undershirt anymore. 
He's slimmed down. Nah, that was a, he's a different. I wish that man the best, though, man. I, I, I say this all the time. I never understood why the Grizzlies drafted him. Like, he, he doesn't fit anything that they – that this front office has kind of shown that they like to do. So, I never understood the fit at all. What, what's your uh, confidence level in the Grizzlies right now? Uh, I think like anybody, it's just down. It's, I'm not as down as other people are. I okay. still think there are. Where should we be? Uh, what you mean? Where should we be with uh, Grizzlies in terms of comment? Where should we be on this season? What's going to happen in terms of mm, our investment? I think level? we should be realistic. Any any chance of making the playoffs, play in, et cetera, is going to be hard as hell. Like it's it's not a it's it's still paths to doing it. Um, because I talked about the the sixty percent win thing. You know, what I mean, there's still you win tonight, you're right back on path to do that. You know, what I mean, you you I do the five game set thing. They were four and one in the first set. They're one and three so far. You win tonight, you're still at sixty percent winning, which puts you at forty one to forty one in the season. Is that realistic? We'll see. You know, what I mean, the ten games in since Josh came back, um, you know, they're close to it. They're right at it, but um, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be super hard to get in. And but I'm also the person that I'm not really putting a ton into this particular season. I would love to see them get to the playoffs. Love to see them get to the play in or whatever, but um, I just I just want to see entertaining and enjoyable basketball, and, and I haven't seen that in the last few games. You know what I mean? Especially that game against Toronto. That that game really makes you hang your head for real. Yeah, playing against a team who's still uh, trying to figure themselves out. Got two new guys there, and the rest of the guys that are there all probably feel like they're about to get traded. You know what I mean? So. To lose, to lose the way you did to that team. To your former assistant. Yeah, to your former assistant coach. That was a real disheartening loss. I'm just here for, you know, whatever this season is. Because like I said, I think the last time I talked to y'all, either one of a few things is going to happen. You're going to get to the playoffs playing, you're, or you're going to have a really fun ride getting to the playoffs playing and just miss out. Or you're going to have a bad season where you end up getting a good draft pick. Or your draft pick turns into value to get another player. So, you know, either way, it is what it is. So, I, I just... Whatever the Grizzlies do going forward, on the court or, um, you know, front office-wise, I just hope it's something that sets up for next season. I don't want to do anything to try to fight to get into the play-in. Right. I mean, it, I just kind of look at some of the things our fans our fans say, which is cool, and media too. It's like we've been a good team. We've been an abnormally good team. When I say good, I mean playoff-level team here in Memphis the entire time this team has been here. If you look over the past, what, 25, 24, 25 years since they've been here, we've been to the playoffs way more than a lot of other teams in the NBA have. And I think we've we've gotten kind of used to that. And even with our rebuild, uh, the, the couple of years before we got job, I think we were bad for like a year and a half maybe. <laughs> then we were right back being a team that's continuing to get into the play-in, playoff situation. So it's like we're probably, you know, we're probably kind of spoiled when it comes down to that. But because I know that that's such an abnormal thing to be in, um, I'm not really stressing too much about whatever this season ends up being. I mean, I just want to see guys healthy. I want to see guys get better. But like games like the other night when it wasn't even entertaining basketball, mm. I, that's that's not fun at all. So that's not what I'm here for. What's the move? Back um, if it's going to be what you say it is, and we're not going to, and I'm with you mm. on that, we're not going to make the playoffs, whatever else, and maybe it's a draft pick or whatever. Mm. But what's the move that fixes it? Son? I hear so many people talk about. We need to get a big man. And I'm like, I'm not blind. Is that wrong? I, I yeah, see okay, that. I see, that. yeah, okay. we don't have any bigs. But we also have bigs on our roster. You know what I mean? We have, like, really good bigs on our roster that are, that are in street clothes. I mean, you got Steven Adams and Brandon Clark who are sitting on your bench. Is, is Steven Adams your center for the future? I don't know. 
the I, biggest I, question I, facing I, this franchise. What I like think Steven Adams is changes month to month, whether he's playing or not playing. I, what, what I think Steven Adams is to this franchise changes all the time. One thing that I know that we don't have on this roster now, and we won't have on this roster next year unless Gigi Jackson comes in and becomes that guy, are wings with size that can dribble, pass, shoot, defend. Like, we don't have those. And I think that if you're going to make a, a big swing-type move, I think it needs to be for one of those type of guys because if you get one of those, you also have a pretty good center in Steven Adams who will be here next year, you'll assume. But if you if you trade all that and you keep Steven Adams and them on this roster, now you've got your big for the future. You still don't have any. You still don't have any real wings on this team, and then you now you've got a glutton of bigs. With with you know now you're trying to figure out what to do with that. So like I said, like I said on Twitter the other day, and people were wondering where I was getting it from. Just kind of looking at the temperature of the league, uh, getting a pulse of what's going on. I'm looking hard at, at Brooklyn because that experiment they're having is not looking like they thought it would look like this year, and they've got a plethora of bigs on their team. If you want to take big swing and go Mikael Bridges, he's there. If you want to say take a medium swing and get Dorian Finney-Smith, he's there as well. You know what I mean? So uh, you got a lot of guys there that are in that category. You got Cam Johnson who's still over there. I would look at something like that, prioritizing for the future and beyond this season. Mm-hmm. Before I look into you know, let's go get whoever to get uh, to be your starting center to try to make try to salvage this season. Get the three first or something. Yeah, I said get get a wing perimeter type player or add perimeter depth to this team. I would do something like that um, before I would. Um, Look at a center. And I'm still looking super hard. Now, I'm a Marcus Smart supporter. I think Marcus Smart is going to be fine. You're talking about a guy who's dealt with three different injuries this season. Didn't have a training camp with this team. Came in with one role. Ja comes back. Now he's in another role. He's still struggling to adjust. He's got the hand injury he's playing with right now. I value uh, Brandon. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, brand, I value Marcus Smart. Like, I'm, I'm a Marcus Smart proponent. But I'm also on team trade Marcus Smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm also the same guy at the same time. I, I understand his value, understand his worth. I think he should be starting on his team. I think if, if they don't trade him, he's going to have value for this year, next year, whatever you want to do. But I think he's a guy that teams are going to call you for. And I think he's a guy that you need to listen. And I think there's a deal out there that makes more sense to get you a guy who doesn't have to be, um, you know, your backup point guard and your starting wing defender. You can guy who can be more of a traditional wing defender. I don't I don't like using the word small forward because he's not a small forward, but wing defender. Yeah. If you can find a guy that's more of a traditional bigger guy to do that, um, I think it's a good place to be. Because right now we're we're having arguments about what Vince Williams is. <laughs> that's not that's not a good place to be, man. And I I am the Vince Williams guy. Like I'm the guy who last year last year when when people were talking about how terrible he was, I like, no, I like that dude's game. Summer league, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, game. There. You know what I mean? And I've I've been that guy with Vince Williams. You know what I mean? So, but I'm also the guy who realizes that's the type of guy that you want to be your eighth night man, exactly, and not your starting, uh, you know, wing defender or small forward. So, um, I would love to see them do something more on that on that style because, like I said, you got Stephen Adams who'll be back next year, and if you don't, and if and if and even if he's not the guy to the future, you've got him healthy hopefully next year and whatever his trade value is. For next year, I'm, I, if you're going to make a if you're going to make a deal for a big, make it try to make it with Stephen Adams for a team who don't really care about this season either, and they just want the contract and the and whatever draft. Because there's another thing too, Greasy fans gonna understand. We only have a, a handful of coins, you know what I mean? Because because yeah. I'm hearing fans like you know the front office needs to do something, needs to do something now. It's like man, ain't nobody ain't nobody begging us to to don't have to, the to, assets. To, we used to. Nobody begging us to come up off of Zaire Williams, man. <laughs> like there's nobody, there's no trade out there that their teams are 
you know, looking for us to make. We are buyers, and we don't have a lot of money. It's kind of like we're going in Target with $5. I mean, bro, what, what all can you buy? You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, our kids are both elementary school kids, yeah. and, and the book fair comes, mm-hmm. and, and kids don't really understand money. And we'll give them, like, $10 to go shop, and they think they can buy the whole store. Like, that's, that's what our fans are really sounding like right now. It's like, they need to go make a deal and make it now. Like, bro, we don't have... We don't have the assets y'all think we have, man. You're just gonna get a few pencils yeah, with that ten dollars. Exactly. And people and, and people have to understand that like our biggest asset to trade is this year's first round draft pick. Like that's the most valuable asset we have. It's the 2024 first round pick. And teams are like, Yeah, I am interested in that because you guys are terrible. But I'm also I also don't want to be the team that gives you the that gives you the player that makes the, the pick I just traded for not worth anything because I made you guys damn near a playoff team right. or made y'all a playoff team. So all those factors uh come into it. But um, yeah, man, like that's that's just how I'm thinking. If if you put me in the in a GM brain, um, Taylor Jenkins, his his piece in all of this, like what's what's fair to ascribe to him, uh, and what's not. Um, I've been taking pride all season in kind of um, telling people and showing people that like Taylor Jenkins is not who we think he is. Like it, it's there's there's three types of coaches in the NBA to me. You got guys that are just there holding a the spot. And those are probably 90% of the coaches that you've known in your life. Yep. You've got guys that are your all-timers. You're guys who transition through every version of a team. That's your uh, Eric Spolster. That's your um, – your. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. It's early for me. Pops. It's your Greg Popovich's. It's your Eric Spolster's. I can't name any more. Matter of fact, that might be the only two I can think of, of guys who, no matter what version the team is, they're your so franchise hard. coaches. Mm-hmm. They they haven't got fired. They probably won't get fired. They'll leave on their own terms, right? Those type of guys. And that the, you you can start them with a rebuilding team, and they'll be with that team until they're, you know, whatever that finished product is. I can name two in my lifetime. Then you got your guys that are your your next tier coaches, like your your Tyron Lewis, your Phil Jacksons. Um, I don't I don't put Phil Jackson in the place where other people put him because there are certain factors why I call elite coaches, and he's not an elite level coach to me. That's another discussion we can have. And there are people who are trying to put Taylor Jenkins in that pop Spolstra realm, which is what they're saying. Like, Jaron and Job, J- Job Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. have been here for five years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Those guys are about to go into their, their prime. They're about to be 26, 27, 28 years old. And there are people who are saying that Taylor Jenkins is the guy who's going to start when those guys were rookies all the way up until their, you know, their finished product. And there's only a handful of guys who've done that. Brett Brown didn't do that in Philadelphia. A lot of guys who got these jobs, starting off with these rebuilding teams. When it was time to go to the next level, Mark Jackson didn't do that. When it was time to go to that next level with these guys, they weren't the guy that were ready for that situation. There's been plenty of fans saying that, you know, he's that guy. They're not particularly saying that, but what they're saying is suggesting it. You know what I'm saying? And I've been saying, no, he's not. He's not He's not that guy that y'all think he is. I don't even think he's that second-tier level coach. I don't think he's a Tyron Lue. I don't think he's a Phil Jackson. I don't think he's any of those guys. You know what I mean? I think he's more like than 90% of coaches who just, they're just who they are. You know what I mean? They don't really affect too much. If they're a good team, they're gonna, they're, they can, they may be a good team in spite of him, not because of him. And I think a lot of fans, they throw out the, well, they've been the second best, you know, they've had the second best record in the West for two years. If he was that great of a coach where he, we're giving him that much credit for that, you would see more signs of that even with a bad roster, even with a bad team, even with injuries. You would see, oh, yeah, that guy, Taylor Jenkins, he's a, he's a, uh, Tactician, like he's he's smart. He can he can pull he can pull you know whatever. That's what his guy looked like the other night with Toronto because <laughs> our team was more talented than that, than that Toronto team. We put out a team with three 
20 point per game scores out there on the court. And in no other no other place am I making the excuse about roster buildup or injuries when there are three all-star level players playing on the court. Phoenix has three all-star level players on their roster. People expect them to be NBA championship caliber regardless of how ass the rest of that roster is. Nobody cares. Like, who else is on that team? We're expecting that Phoenix team to be good. Yeah. And we're making excuses about a Grizzlies team that got smashed the other night against Toronto. But I will say this, because I got Doc Holliday who's coming to my show. Uh, you can watch the podcast later on today. I heard Doc say this, and I heard Chris Vernon say this yesterday on his show. One thing that Taylor Jenkins does have in his favor is we can talk about him. As media, we can talk about him. As fans, we can talk about him. But you ain't never heard the players say nothing about that dude. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, they stand up for him. And that that yeah, has Bain just did. That did. has yeah. value, man. Like mm-hmm. if if your young stars, maybe they don't know any better. You know what I mean? Maybe they're just hypnotized by the whole just NBA lifestyle. They don't really know I can like not like my coach or whatever. They are young. Right. Maybe that that, that could play play a key factor in it. But the fact the fact that those guys do stand up for him and they do seem to be okay with it. That has a lot of value and probably a lot more value than we're comfortable with or we're willing to admit that it has. So that's also a huge factor in it as well. But what they do with him, I don't really care, man, because if they get this roster together, I've seen this team be second-best team in the NBA, second-best record in the West, win eight, nine, ten games in a row with Taylor Jenkins as the coach. So I don't really care. Like, if those guys get older and you get more vets around those guys, they'll figure out how to play playoff basketball regardless of who the coach is. Do I think he's that good of a coach? No, but if he's there, I don't I don't really care, man. I've seen Frank Vogel win a championship with the Lakers. Like I've seen Darvin Ham, people were saying he was a good coach last year in the playoffs and now he can't coach. So it's <laughs> it doesn't really matter, man. It, a roster build up still is the most important thing to me in the NBA. You still feel good about how how good do you feel about Jaron Jackson Jr. resigning in a couple of years? Um uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I think it, I think it depends on what the other two. Guys, I think the other two guys that he plays with, I think he's close enough to them that whatever they say. What'll do, matter more? Their, his relationship with them, or where they are at that point in terms of playoff contention and and to, we should say title contention. You know, because one year of this is done, mm-hmm. we can set it to the side. I'm kind of with you. Like this right. year's go, so you got what? It's two more, mm-hmm. right? And so, how much of it is the relationship with Ja and Bain, and how much of it for Jaron is going to be? You know where they're at. I think if they want him here, they'll keep him because I mean he'll they'll bring him back because he's will be able to pay him more than anybody will. And I I don't I've heard you say it a couple of times. Like I don't I don't really think there's going to be a thing at all. Like no, that's my first time bringing it up. Just the I, idea I you, of, of moving on from Jaron or trading him before he's a free you know before he could walk. I, I mean I, I know I, I is it is that. it just this you know. I guess Harrington brought it up this year that in one of his scenarios where maybe you do fiddle with three, and right now it's been all hands off. No, mm. I'd never consider trading one of the threes, mm. and the Grizzlies have been like that as well. But I'm just saying as we get closer to that and, and the decision on him, because, mm. again, the thing about Jaron and having these three top guys is what – I mean, Jaron doesn't rebound. Right. So you're always going to have to have something – you've next, always got to have another big – Something next there. to him. Right. right. Well, which, uh, Stephen Adams type, which is yeah. not – it's not ideal. So, mm. again, and, and I, know, I know I'm super early, but I'm not the first here. It's something to think about, at, though, for real. It, it's something to think about what happens If you had to trade Jaren. one of the big three, would Jaron be the one? Probably so. Um, I hear people who say that Desmond Bain isn't the – the best type of guard to have beside Ja because he's, he's defensively defensively. Yeah. Because Ja is such a negative defensively. Right. Um, again, I know this is early brain, and I'm not yeah, suggesting Jaren's doing, probably, but I'm saying but guy, of yeah. the three, if you do have to mess with it, right. I just don't know what, what Jaron 
because if you if you trade a big, you got to get a big back. Gonna have to. So I'm like, I'm wondering, like, what does that even look like? <clears throat> if if you, yeah, and what would he fetch? Like Jaron on the, you know, yeah. like could you get? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I've never even thought that far out as far as I like, know. Cause, it, cause, and then right now yeah. we probably shouldn't. But mm-hmm. again, you know, we're only a couple of years away from him. Yeah, it's it's at least from you know because we've got guys who, eligible. We've you got know. guys now who are kind of like around that fringe, having three max players range. In a couple of years, we're gonna have three guys on a max contract. Like so, Jaron Johnson. Yeah, because he took a he took a deal Bang. the yeah. first time mm-hmm. around. Yeah, because so, of the injury history. Yeah, in a couple of years, it's gonna be a real conversation to have. It seemed like he just signed that deal too, and this, there's it's, only two more on yeah, it after this. Got year. come more, got two more coming. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, mm. it's something to think so, about, man. It, it's it's especially down when, the road. Yeah. I mean, it ain't even down the road. It's like we're coming up on the turn. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I mean, because you know that's Time why this pumping the brakes. That's we why this lost season is gonna hurt. You know, because you got you to make I mean, decisions all over again. We always say we, you're not going to be OKC that, you know, never got anything out of having all those guys. Right. But and you gotta, uh, there's no promise. There's no promise say, that it's going to be these three. I would say it's likelier that, it. that you don't than it, that it is. Sure, right Based, now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I'm is still, like I'm, a, I'm still there. That's a sobering thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then another thing, too, like a lot of people, we criticize the front office for uh, going all in on youth a couple of years ago in the draft. And it's like, in hindsight, it looks terrible. But back then, man, when you think about, you know that type of stuff is coming, where you got to pay those type of guys. Right. Getting rookies in that you can extend, you know, you can push that down the line a little bit. It sounded good in theory, but it just they just picked horrible guys. You know what I mean? None of those guys hit except for the guy who's you, you got in the second round who's on the two-way. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to make a deal just to keep that dude on your roster, which makes it even uglier, man. <laughs> like, you got to... You, you, the guy who actually can play, technically isn't even on your team. Like you've got to clear guys off. You got to do some type of consolidation trade, just to let Vince Williams stay on this team past fifty games. You know what I mean? Which is, is it, that it just makes that that draft yeah. that much ter- that much more terrible, man. But I will say this: like, I like I'm not as critical as fans are about the front office, and some media members are as well. But the thing with them is they're they're on alert, man. Like they have to oh, yeah. fix this. Like they have to fix that draft from a couple of years ago. Like I said, if you made the decision to if you made a decision, they didn't make the decision at offseason, they made the decision the entire season. If you knew that we you were gonna move off of Kyle Anderson and you knew you were gonna move off of DeAnthony Melton, which is mainly for financial reasons, plus some other things I've heard as well. But if if that was your decision, in hindsight, your move probably should have been, let me go trade these picks I have for some vets instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to hit again. These young guys, going, right. I'm going to keep hitting. Right. right. And the thing is, guys like Desmond Bain, guys like Brandon Clark, those type of guys, they look better when you're a team that's fringe playoff team around the 8th, ninth seed, 7th seed, whatever. Those guys look good on a team that's just trying to get to 42 wins. But as you're constantly getting better, your younger guys don't look as good when you have different goals. And that's something they For probably sure. should have thought about. Even even with – I mean, their strategy was, okay, we're going to draft five dudes. We're going to bring five rookies in. And I'm sure two or three of them are going to hit. You got one. He's on a two-way. Yeah. Kenny Chandler ain't here no more. Kenny Lofton's gone. LaRavia's terrible. Roddy, I don't know what David Roddy is. He's a 6'4 something. I don't know. He's 6'3", 6'4". Cheerleader right now. I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a wing. I don't know if he's a big. I don't know if he's a guard. He's just – He's riding. He's big body riding. You know what I mean? So, and he's not in the rotation right. on anybody else's roster. So, that whole draft was was a failure. But the front office, it's on them, man. Like I'm not gonna say, 
I'm not gonna say fire Zach Kleiman because I mean, who's gonna fire him? Uh, Robert Perry's gonna fire me. Who, who's gonna? I throw that question out sometimes, like in, in private conversations. Like, okay, he was just executive of the year a couple years, right? Ago. I mean, but who? Who's going to fire him? Jason Levy? Like, who's going to fire him, man? Like, I hear people say that stuff. Like, they got to fire a climate. Like, who's they, bro? Like, the, the, our, our owner, like, uh, I don't even, I'm not even sure he even knows he has a team anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. So, who's going to fire him? Oh, oh, he's watching. But I'm just saying, bro. Like, come on, man. No, I'm with you. <laughs> like, who's going to fire that dude? But, yeah. But, they, like, I'm, I'm willing to, like, give them time to fix this. And it's like, and people are saying, well, they got to make a trade now. That's, that's, that's not how it's going to work. Like, I well, no, I, I wouldn't say now, but I mean, I would say there's, there, yeah, have, there's the, some things you know they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Like the, I would the say the draft. Yeah. I'd say you know the, the trade deadlines in five weeks anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, not yeah. for the tra- I mean, unless you know something comes across your desk, mm-hmm. but it's not like oh, it, it ain't like oh, we got to save the season. Yeah, it's like we got to save that mentality the mentality. Just has to. We got to save the yeah. trajectory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have too many bums that can't play. Where it's going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Too many. We yeah, all saw that dude's about... face when he got the Zaire Williams game ball. Yeah, yeah, that guy was disgusted, man. I mean, he was. We like, all we all were that guy when he got that game ball. Too. They could have just kept that one. <laughs> I mean, it, it is some stuff like they got to get a old. better player with job. I'm just saying, stats do you stuff. think they should have maybe read the room a little yeah, bit? Yeah, they got to do better with their game off stuff. Like, man. bro, like, how do you pull out a Zaire? You guys Williams? started six and nineteen, and now you're now I my big <laughs> prize is a Zaire Williams game ball. I mean, I've been I've been ten toes down with y'all. What does a Zaire Williams game ball look like? Is he like dancing on? Is it dance sweat, bro? Pre game. I, I, uh, I saw somebody in the quote tweets. They're like, "This is dude when he he realized immediately he ain't gonna be able to get a four for four with that." <laughs> no. He was like trying to calculate. Yep. He's like, "I can't even." No, get I'm, a four. I'm gonna tell you how bad off we are as a fan base. Like how down bad we are emotionally, man. Like when people are like turning on poor Derrick Rose, man. <laughs> like you like, right, <laughs> like, bro. Like well, Derrick Rose, Rose is your fifteenth man on this roster. Foster, man, like he's the least of your worries. Like you got, it does feel like Taylor play him a little bit too much though. You've That's got why three, he keeps breaking down. That's he's why his body keeps bat. breaking down. You got three or four dudes on this roster who don't need to be on this roster, man. That's and, true. And like Derrick Rose is yeah, might he, be one of them, but he ain't down the list. He ain't bothered me at all. I man. saw the Nuggets game. I was there for that, damn it. You, he, you keep hanging your hat on that one game. Bro, he picked uh, Jokic's pocket, bro. The game. What was the game he got hurt the other day? He had, he was knocking down shots. There's a few. There's a few of those. Hey. I'm, Derrick Rose is the least of my worries, bro. Bro, you it, know if you if you play D Rose fifteen minutes, he's gonna miss. It was, a was week. it San Antonio? I, mean, <laughs> I think it was, was it San Antonio. I think it might have been San. Antonio. Might have been the Spurs game because he did not play the next night, right? Whatever game it was, yeah, I was there. He it, was play against Toronto. Yeah, it was the Spurs game. Yeah, it was the Spurs game. He was fine. Like I don't. He's he's he the least of my that worries. Fifteen man. footer for you. And if you look out, if you look throughout the NBA, he's most making teams, like vet vet minimum, right. bro. Like, most most teams in the league have a dude who's just kind of on their roster, man. That's right, and he's just some old guy who's been around and. He's like a, you know? he's like a pseudo coach. Yeah, and teams kind of keep him around. Whether he's a DeAndre Jordan type player or Jeff Green, exactly. When he played for Denver, like they had a couple of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean uh, when uh, when Mike was at the end of his career, he was on the end of the Denver bench. Yeah, that man just, was not doing anything. It's just, like the, how you gonna get mad at that dude? <laughs> right, <laughs> like <laughs> the guy making one point eight million. Right, it's wild, man. It's wild stuff for sure. They but want yeah. y'all to know that that ball was signed before the season. Most of that stuff is done before the season. I know, but I mean, they could have kept it in the back. They could have, yeah, they could have. Did something else, man. They ain't got no Derrick Rose. They ain't got no Jacob Zaire Fury stuff. Desire stuff been stacked up in the back. Food. They <laughs> can't, can't keep it. They can't give it away. Oh, That's what I said. You have to. Away. You got to give. Get, you, get rid of some of it, bro. Food. When you win a prize, it's and you supposed have, you to need make to do you feel it. good. He's better with Ja. The Harrington uh, split say so. They, they should just go down to the. Uh, it's worth more when Ja's back. You can donate that. 
They if, couldn't do it on the first six of If you win a prize, it should be like a Desmond Bain or Triple J. Yeah. or you There's know. only certain guys that should be able to sign a ball solo. I, I agree, and it ain't him. I'll have Penny sign that thing right now. <laughs> right. Bro, yes. Somebody Give away a Penny what's, autograph. What's the kid's name? The Tomlin kid, man. Naquan. Yeah. He's a – he has some NBA. That dude's better than DeAndre Williams, bro. Like – can I be the first person on the Oh, yeah, he, he is he's younger. Well, and he's... Not the NBA likes that He's more. taller and he's not a yeah. lunatic, man. Like, he does a little more for he's, you. He's, he was screaming at somebody last night, though. Who was it, John? Because I texted you it when he did. It was Jaden. Yeah, he was screaming at Jaden. Yeah. Saw a little bit of DeAndre, you know, kind of going yeah. wild there for a minute. But, and uh, that's why in this case Penny it was took him out. He's like, mm-mm. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. I think yeah. he actually <laughs> pulled Jaden right there. Might have. You know, I've got DeAndre Williams theory that a lot of people get mad about when I say it. But I'm fine with saying That he's older than he... No, no. He's, if he's older than what he says, that's what, what's kind of the, sad. What's really. the opinion? That um, last season when he was on the team with nobody but him and KD, that kind of like elevated who he actually is, bro. Like he, like he had to be that good last year. Like it was. Oh, that makes what sense. Else, what else you, could he be? Yeah, there's. But he would he would have fit into but, a lesser role happily. Right, though. I think like, he would have fell back to like 10, 12 points a game, like he oh, was for before sure. last year. For sure, like, agree. Like I think last year was an anomaly of who DeAndre was. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more with yeah. you. But like he would have he would have been happy to be that guy. Right, he wouldn't have been the guy that averaged seventeen, and then he's disgruntled that he's only right. averaging eleven. You know, he'd but have been. I think I think Tomlin is better. I think he's a better player. I think he's he's taller, right? He's like yeah, he's like six eleven. He's like he's like an NBA guy. Yeah, he's a size. He's uh, he's a upgrade to me. He's whatever people thought DeAndre. This team. Would I mean, have been you with saw DeAndre. the uh, block and then the coast to coast dunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there ain't many players in college right. basketball that can do that at that and size. I don't. I don't think he's. I also don't think he's a guy who's gonna you know run down full court, foul a dude, and then do it again the next possession and, and roll all over the court. No, I mean like, people have to remember this. <laughs> this dude's third game. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, he, you know he's he's only going to get better from here. Yeah. I think that dude, when it comes down to like tournament yep. time, I think you're gonna be like. Yeah, like that's the dude for sure. No, it's it's definitely fun to see mm-hmm. our coach doing, you know, uh, doing the job that he's doing this yes, year. Yes, sir. Our, our city's coach. The city's team and city's coach. Yeah, yeah. The city's team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, you could just sort of la- – <laughs> yeah, That's what they are. Hey, we, we have a bit <laughs> – hey, they were calling it the Jeffs uh, was, show. Uh, Grizzlies segments calling see, the Tigers I, I, the city's I, team. We have yesterday. fun with Bennett on a group chat about this, but I, I, I think it's all dumb. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we we should be able to share in – Oh, in, we're, we're just doing it in jest. Yeah, it is. But we'd be messing with Bennett, though. We, uh, you know – yeah, Bennett you know, really does He left like us, you he's, know, for he's the Grizzlies. Grizzly now. Yeah. And so we – Like, Tigers don't exist. I was, like, making up some penny quotes. I was like, yeah, I just listened to him on the radio, he just said, yeah, we know the city's hurting right now, you know, in basketball, mm-hmm. so we had to make sure we, <laughs> yeah. we gave him something to be proud of. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I, something Penny would say, though. <laughs> I must yeah. know, because my wife and I were sitting there listening to it, how much of the uh, the Cat Williams interview on, on uh, Club Shay Show have you heard? Uh, I heard the, the little 30-minute part that they put out is like the the good meat of it or whatever. I've heard that it's more in, in the whole two-hour, 30-minute oh, thing. It's so long. Yeah, um, I'll just Did say Did he this. cross any lines for you? Uh my he was responding is, to some interviews on Club Shay Shay where they had talked about him. That is part right, of the deal. Right. He's he's clearly jaded by a lot of stuff. And I think he's kind of he's kind of decided the lane he wants to be in and the results of that are kind of what comes with it. You know what I mean? Some of that is some of that is stuff that is probably the industry mistreating him and some of that is kind of that this is the choice I've made not to be in this, you know, boys club of of or this fraternity of of guys or whatever, and I think you know he. I think I'm not. I'm not. I can't knock him for the decision because he's a very successful comedian. He's a very su- successful artist, and I talked about this on my show today as well. Like you can tell, like hearing the stuff about how many books he said he read, whether that's real or not. 
you can tell that there is a level of some level of genius in his mind. Oh yeah, yeah. That he yeah. that he sees the world differently than most people. Do. Yeah, I'm with you though, man. And I think with that, it comes with probably some social issues where mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really fit into these groups, even if he wanted to, or he doesn't really see people the way that uh, other people see these people. And I think because of that, that's where a lot of the ranting and a lot of the frustration comes out, is that he's just got a different mind than these people have. I think if Cat Williams decided to do anything in life, he probably would have been super successful at it, which makes me also, I'm super curious now, too, because I, I get excited about things about the human brain. Like This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 